Hello, welcome to the 13th Hour Podcast. This is your host, Joshua Balam, and this is episode number 393. Uh, today I'm sharing a little bit of a, a thought slash discovery that I had. And as I've been talking about for, I would say, the past year or two, something like that, I've been making toys. I have sort of long wanted to make figures of the uh, 13th Hour characters, and I have done that. Uh, and then I've also wanted to make a uh, figure of the Rocketeer, which I've also done. I have made them up to now out of resin, basically taking uh, a figure that is uh, like an initial initial prototype and then casting each individual part, uh, the arms, legs, torso, head, and then putting it all together. It's quite time intensive. Uh, I would say that it still requires a fair amount of fiddling. There may be people, there definitely are people that can do it better than me. I think you may need a little bit better equipment. There's a a thing that I might make the process a little bit better called a pressure pot, which pressurizes, it's like a pressure cooker, essentially. It pressurizes uh, a small container and then it allows the bubbles to escape from the resin. So you can make clear things and so forth a lot more easily. But this, the finishing process, I find, still is very tedious. So the hardest part that I find of making those kind of figures is even though there's minimal articulation, well, I didn't say minimal, the head moves, the shoulders move, and the hips move, that you still have to custom fit the joint into the socket. And that takes a lot of trial and error. It's a lot of sanding, filing, re, you know, sort of not necessarily re-sculpting, but uh, smoothing out that area so it doesn't catch, so it moves smoothly, so it doesn't uh, get stuck and then shear off. One of the problems with resin is that it, it um, it's pretty easy to work with. You can sand it and so forth, but it's not the strongest, it's not the most durable. And so if you actually want to move these things around uh, and actually play with them kind of like you would do, like I know I did with the kids often probably abusing those toys like G.I. Joe's and so forth, it, they're probably going to not hold up uh, long term. I think when a lot of people make these things, they, they're they adults. Um, they don't really play with them. I think they just look at them. Super 7 or Reaction makes a whole line of these these uh, these toys, and uh, they're relatively durable. Uh, they're sort of like the Star Wars Kenner-style figures, um, and that's what I've made up to now. They're, they're pretty easy to in theory to make, they, you know, they obviously take a fair amount of uh, custom fitting and so forth. So it's pretty time intensive. And I'm just wondering if there's an easier way to do this. Maybe instead of working harder on them, is there a way to maybe work smarter on them? I, using parts that are already there. So one of the issues, of course, is that if you then go and say like, okay, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to modify existing figures, you still have to find a, a source for them. And you can use old figures, like parts of figures and so forth, but then you have to, you still have to like find the parts, right? And that can get quite expensive. A lot of the older figures and stuff like that, you can find parts for the plastic, maybe brittle. G.I. Joe's, I think used, um, I think it might be ABS plastic, which, uh, you know, is hard, durable to a point, but it, it does not really bend much. It will uh, tend to snap. Uh, if you're too rough with it, the the figures for like G.I. Joe's and ones made of that kind of plastic, there's a bunch of competitors. They tend to snap at the thumbs and other little small parts just because they weren't really designed to stretch much. 
So you have to deal with that. The original design issues that may have existed in those figures, such as the, um, there's a rubber O-ring that uh, is in G.I. Joe's that that rubber will eventually break. And then you have to, you know, finagle it back together, which you can do. I don't really know how to do that, uh, but plenty of people do. And I, you can buy those O-rings now pretty easily, lots of them. But that's one of those things that's that was, even though that's a cool feature of it, was always kind of an issue with that particular style. And if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, the G.I. Joe figures and other ones that copied that design had a torso and hip assembly that was very mobile. So meaning that the upper body and the lower body were connected by this O-ring. It's, it's, it's pretty relatively small. It had to be, it was under some tension and there are hooks on the hips and hooks on the upper body and the O-ring was in between. So the, the torso really could swivel at the hips back and forth, like basically forward and backwards, like, you know, like anteriorly and posteriorly. Uh, and in all kinds of directions all around, just like you were doing like hip circles. The hips were also like in the actual sockets were very mobile. Um, they would have, they would have a limit, but uh, they were quite mobile. Um, I would often make them do like, you know, like karate kicks and stuff like that, you know, uh, and they could, they could kind of do splits almost in, in many cases, depending on the, the way the, the hip joint, uh, the pelvis kind of assembly was, was, was molded. So that, <laughs> that would break. That was kind of always a flaw of that uh, of that style of figure. They weren't designed to last. However, uh, it's still a pretty cool design, and a number of uh, companies and stuff like that subsequently have taken elements of that and tried to create that that sort of uh, mobility, but maybe without necessarily some of the issues that would come with that rubber O-ring. So... So there's some issues that come with sourcing old parts. I mean, I think probably the, all those things are, are you can work around, but the biggest thing is you want to create multiple different figures is that it's it's kind of expensive. The old parts and stuff like that, they're not that cheap. You can find broken ones. You can find um, things like old G.I. Joes and so forth, especially if you look at flea markets and things like that for not very much. But if you want a specific like model, specific uh, character, if you want specific parts, often like you'll want like one specific thing. You don't necessarily want the whole figure. You want like, like the leg piece or the arm piece or whatever. It's hard to find that. You can look, I mean, but it's hard to find. If you find one, it's often hard to find multiples of that. It doesn't make it the most practical thing to do. However, what I recently discovered is there's a company out there called AliExpress, and I think I think it might be related to a Chinese company called Alibaba, which is kind of like a wholesale distribution type of company where they'll sell you large amounts of things for relatively inexpensive prices. And I think AliExpress might be their consumer version of that, where you can just buy one of something. The prices are quite low. Everything I think comes from China. So traditionally that would mean that the shipping is, is not immediate. Like it, it'll take probably a couple of weeks to get to you. However, Prices are pretty competitive for certain things. And one thing I found is that I found a line of, all the stuff is pretty much unbranded, um, but they're action figures that you can find for really a couple of bucks. The shipping is very inexpensive. Like it depends which seller you have because there's multiple different sellers that have the same thing. It's kind of like Amazon. And they have uh, these figures that are sort of G.I. Joe style. For maybe like anywhere from three to four dollars or sometimes even less with 
I don't know, maybe a buck or under shipping in some cases. So it's pretty affordable. I, I, I picked up one for a little under $4 that I'm holding in my hands right now. I'll include some pictures with this, but most of this is description. I think this is a guy who's like a, meant to be a sort of a generic figure. Like, I think he's supposed to be like a motorcycle rider. He doesn't come with any accessories, like a bike or a helmet or anything like that. But he's dressed in a somewhat skin-tight uh, costume, I guess you could call it. I think it's supposed to be, like I said, a motorcycle, like a motocross type of outfit. But um, it could be modified to just about anything. Now, the way the G.I. Joes are constructed is very similar to how these are constructed. And so there's a screw in the back and then there's screws on the legs, and you can take the pieces apart. So what I'm gonna do is I'm actually gonna take this apart and we're gonna talk a little bit about it. But the thing that I thought about this that was neat is that it has the same hip swivel assembly. Now, this one is made of plastic uh, with with the, like the plastic, uh, the, the hip, it would be like the equivalent of like the ball joint, I guess, here. And then and the same thing with the, the joints but they don't have that o-ring there's there is a swivel like a lateral swivel so that the torso can swivel but it's there's no rubber band there is what i was thinking is that because these figures are relatively inexpensive you have the advantage of retaining the shoulders and the hips and the torso like the waist part which are arguably the most difficult parts to create if you could somehow work around this in such a way that you could you could kind of make custom parts for it you could basically create figures a little bit more easily so what i'm thinking is that would it be possible for example like uh, to make like a rocketeer figure uh, with this so what you would need to do is you would need to make a custom front part of the chest which is his jacket the arms you could basically leave in place uh, the legs you could more or less leave in place you'd have to paint them but you could either replace the leg part with a G.I. Joe figure, and we'll have to see if they fit, or you could use resin to cast parts of it. So the Rocketeer has these pants, these Jodhpur riding pants that flare out its sides. Could you then make that, that little piece, and then cast copies of that, and use that as part of the leg? So the way these figures are designed, the legs are, they have two halves that join together. Could you just sculpt one half and then duplicate that and then sort of screw that onto the other piece so that's my thought i don't know if that's going to work i don't know if that's going to be cost effective i don't really know if that's going to be any easier than what i'm currently doing but i think that it might be so what i have i have some I have a screwdriver here and i'm going to take apart the figures. So the first thing I'm going to do is unscrew that big screw in the back. Now this was, in G.I. Joe's, this doubled as a hole, a peg, for you to stick something like a backpack on. So I'm going to, let's see, I'm going to take this screw out and I'm going to put the screw in some place where I'm not going to lose it. Okay, I'm going to put this in this little container here. And so let's pry this apart. Okay, this comes apart quite easily. Now the good, this particular plastic I'm using is, it's uh, it's a little bit squishy, which is nice. And I've taken out the headpiece. 
interestingly enough, this headpiece, we'd have to do a little bit of something with the hair, but it doesn't look too dissimilar from a Cliff Secord. I think you can make a Cliff Secord head. And there it is. I've just taken it apart. It's very easy to come apart. Wow, that's great. And so what I'm thinking is actually I could create, I could cast one piece of this, which is the front part after doing an initial sculpt with the uh, the front of the, like for example, the Rocketeers, that front bib that he wears with the buttons and everything like that. I could create just that part and make copies of that because that part doesn't have to move a whole lot. Now there would be, the only issue would be then creating, making sure that the, the, um, the arm sockets, the shoulder sockets, and the torso part would fit. So that would be the only part. Or one thing I could do is actually use the one that I already have and just put the epoxy clay over it and then paint that. That might be the easier part, I don't know. Well, let's take apart the legs. So the legs are, they have in the in inside of the thigh, like where your adductors would be, they have two screws and they hold the two halves of the leg together. It's almost like almost like an imaginary line going right down your like your quadriceps and dividing your leg into like in like a lateral and medial part. And there it is. It comes right apart. The whole joint assembly comes apart really easily. And then the cool thing about this is that the uh, the lower leg, the essentially like the calf and the ankle is all in piece. That's something essentially that you could then modify and then cast pretty easily because these little parts are not difficult to actually cast in, in that way. And then the hip part comes out. That's great. So I've just taken the whole thing apart um, in, in, in just a second here. And the whole hip assembly, that part just fits nicely together. And you wouldn't have to mess with that, I think. Or if you wanted to modify it, I think you could easily modify what you need and then and then put it back together not too in not too difficult a way. But I think just to save time, I might just leave it as it is. Now I have another figure here, so I just took that apart. That was really easy. And that would be really easy to, to, to mix and match parts. Now I have another character here. I don't know actually know this guy's name. This is from a competitor to the G.I. Joe's called the Core, C-O-R-P-S. And this guy looks like a German officer, like World War II officer. He's got jodhpurs and riding boots. So perfect for the Rocketeer. And the rest of him looks different, but um, I'm gonna he's, he's built in the same way, although he does have, have that O-ring right there. And what I wanna do is, I'm, and I'm not gonna touch the upper part of the body. I'm actually more uh, interested in the legs. And I gotta get his uh, his legs apart. Yeah, he's a lot older. He's from the '80s, I think. So he may not come apart as easily. I'm gonna use a different screwdriver to take him apart. Need a little bit more leverage for him. Okay. Let's see if, if I can get the leg out. Now, what I'm curious about would it be possible to sort of mix and match some of these parts with this figure and the AliExpress figure that I just took apart. There's another little container for his parts so we don't lose them. Yeah, it's the exact same thing, although what they use is a, a metal joint assembly there. But it's pretty much the same. Let me actually see if 
you could mix and match. Okay, so not quite, not quite, because I mean the legs here, this and this character, they are different. But I wonder if you could, if you could modify them to. You know, there, there's that rubber O-ring. It's under some tension, so. But you could, I think. These joint pegs are uh, different sizes, but I think. I really think you could modify this to fit and then you could kind of source parts from this from this figure and then put them on there so this is an interesting idea of how to i'm thinking about ways that um might be working a little bit smarter with less 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 having less having not having to do as much original stuff i don't know how durable this guy would be uh because uh you know with this these joint pegs they are plastic, but on the other hand, um, they have some give to them. So I'm thinking that that might be a nice, a nice compromise there, because they probably would, it wouldn't be quite as brittle as it might just be with, as it might look. I think I think this might work. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to experiment a little bit with uh, with these legs and see if I can get them attached on and then we'll see if that if that works okay i'm back uh, i just paused the recording just a little bit there to experiment with something uh, i figured it wasn't worth recording all the dremeling that I was doing because that's not great for audio but i did it um, so what i did was i used this figure poor figure uh leg with with has which has the jodhpurs and i fitted it onto the um the aliexpress figure and all i had to do was do a little bit of dremeling to fit the joint pig on there there's two halves i'll show a picture of it um, that needs to fit together but it just had to be sort of custom fitted in there and it was pretty easy to do so now i have to just do the other leg so all you would have to do is put the screw in place and now you have a functioning hip joint with a leg that can move quite a bit like you know forwards backwards side to side that's pretty cool and that's that's really easy to to do so i think what i would do like if i were going to make a rocketeer figure out of this all i would do is i would use those legs on the upper body here and then i would probably do the chest piece and i think that's it <laughs> I mean, it's actually really easy. So I was thinking, how would I do this for a rock, uh, a Logan figure, for example? I think I would probably do... Logan has pants that are kind of flared out. So that part I might need to sculpt a little bit more. Uh, he does have the same boots. Um, but I think I could make... I think I can make all that stuff not too, not too difficult to weigh. Uh, the upper body would be more the same. I think what I what, and what I looked for, I looked for similar figures like this on AliExpress that are white, that have white arms, just to save myself the trouble of painting them. White is actually more difficult to paint, I found. It require like a lot of coats and things like that to actually get it looking white. I always tend to run out of white first. It's kind of annoying. So um, so I was looking for white and he has a white, uh, he has a white shirt and he has this tunic that goes over it. So I was thinking that uh, I could, again, easily sculpt the, the chest portion, but it's really the shoulder assembly and the hip part that give me the most problems. So if I could avoid doing that, it would be so much easier just to do the other part. Now, the other thing is like I have a head already for Logan. I've made it. I've made two of them, in fact. I've made one for the 
you know, the, the, the figures that I currently have that are for Once Upon a Dream. Uh, and I have another one that I made before uh, for that was made from a modified G.I. Joe. So I could use either of those head sculpts and not have to do anything with it. So I am thinking that, I don't know, this is definitely a very viable way of making toys, uh, these little figures, using parts that are that are pretty easy to get, at least at this point. And this is with the current shipping difficulties and, uh, you know, uh, difficulties getting stuff in general, shortages and supply lines, all that kind of stuff like that in the uh, winter of 2023. But I don't know. So I thought I'd include this. This may be, if you like making things like this and you're uh, intimidated by the process and you don't want to go through all the process of doing a lot of resin casting and stuff like that, but you do have some basic tools like screwdrivers, uh, Dremel, or an engraving tool, or even just some, just a, a, a small like rat tail file, you can do a lot of this stuff. You can, you can take these things apart uh, and you can get them back together again. So I'm totally thinking that this might be a viable thing. And then if you have the ability to work with clay, um, if you have the ability to do a little bit with resin, you can create some custom parts. So I think that's going to be, I think the next, the next wave, so to speak, of uh, 13th hour figures and maybe Rocketeer figures will be uh, multi-jointed uh, in kind of this way, kind of like G.I. Joe's, which is always what I wanted to begin with. Um, so that's uh, that's the update for this week. I'm going to play around with this. I'll take a few pictures and see what I come up with. But uh, uh, this is kind of exciting. And uh, I think this is going to save a lot of time and be less frustrating and provide probably make more durable figures too, I think. So, and if they break, oh, this is the other thing. I didn't even think about this. If they break, you can take them apart to fix them more easily because they're not all glued together. I think it worked for like the Star Wars figures and stuff like that because those things were like indestructible. Those things will probably never degrade. Well, I don't know, maybe eventually they'll still start to get all oily or whatever, but they're made of like a kind of plastic and stuff like that that's so... You could like run over with a truck and they probably would still be fine. But for all the others, if they break pretty much like you're kind of screwed, you know, you might be able to take it apart, but chances are getting it back together because it's all glued together. But these, it's a screw. Take it apart, pop a new piece in, you're good to go. Man. So it's kind of exciting. So I thought I'd uh, do a little episode on it. So uh, stay tuned for more updates. Uh, I'll put, you know, post some pictures and stuff like that, maybe on Instagram or Twitter as I come up with different ideas and stuff like that. Uh, but, uh, if you're interested in this idea, Hey, give it a shot and let me know how it goes. I'd love to, I'd love to see what you come up with. So thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys in the future. Hey, a couple last minute things before you go. Thanks for listening to this show. If you liked it, you can find many more on the website, 13thhr.wordpress.com or on your favorite podcasting platform. You can often find behind the scenes information about this show and other things that I do on social media, such as Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You'll see links to those in the show notes. Sometimes people will ask me, how can I help contribute to the show or other things that, that I do? And probably one of the easiest ways is by going over to Facebook and looking up the Facebook group called 13th Hour Arts. 
and it's a place for not only to discuss these kinds of things, but also for you to share your own creative process and the things that you're doing that bring meaning to your life. You can also do things that are entirely free, such as leaving a review for a book, music, this particular podcast, share it with friends, subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform, email me, W-R-I-T-E-J-O-S-H-U-A-B-L-U-M at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your suggestions and comments. You can also leave a one-time donation over at Coffee, and that's K-O-F-I slash 13THHR. It's basically like a virtual tip jar, kind of like the sort of thing like a piano player might have at a bar or something like that. For a small amount, you can also leave a donation on a monthly basis at Patreon, and that helps bring new things to this particular show and to support future projects. And that's at 13th Hour Arts. It's also a place for patrons to share their own creative process and the things that bring inspiration and meaning to them. I hope by sharing a little bit of the creative process in this particular show, it gets people to cultivate that aspect of their own life and to remember that those things are important even if you are an adult and you may not have time for it. Hopefully by paying attention to those aspects of your own life, you can remember your own dreams and aspirations and help create a world and make a world that you want to be in. And at the end of the day, That's sort of what the 13th hour is about. So thanks as always for listening, and I'll talk to you guys next week.